Let Us Be Women, a podcast designed to have open discussions about everything that affects women, we, where we can be safe and bold enough to talk about anything that we want to, from motherhood, platonic and romantic relationships, where we can be as nasty as we want to be. We can live on the wild side, being honest about being mothers, freaks, sexy and sultry sirens, prayer warriors, sisters, hell, even sister wives, it don't even matter. Despite what the world tries to pigeonhole us into, women are the universe, and welcome to our world. Let Us Be Women. Yes, Let Us Be Women is going to be a podcast hosted by three dynamic women who are just trying to live out our true selves in a world that tries to keep us from doing so. We're going to discuss and we're going to ask questions of ourselves and our occasional guests to help us understand just how dynamic women are. Hi and good afternoon. Welcome to another episode of Let Us Be Women. Hello. 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 Today... It is two of the three of us. Shout out to Kiana. Get well. Get rested. We love you. We miss you. Feel better. Same thing with Zoe. So we have Shayla in the building. What's up? What's up? And I am your girl, Joy, and we are here to discuss a mother-daughter relationship. So we do have a special guest in the building. Monica, how you doing today? I'm good, and you? I am great. Thank you for asking. So with this episode, what we want to talk about are the dynamics of what can make a great relationship, but also what can help create better generations, create better relationships, what could be lacking, what could be improved, what is missing. Because just because you're a mother does not mean that you know how to relate to your daughter. So we want to kind of get rid of that misnomer because that's not always the case. So we do have people that can have uh, the relationship breakdown. And then my point of view would be, okay, just because from the outside it looks like I have a great relationship, there are things that are lacking and missing even in mine. So with that being said, I'll go ahead and throw it to Shayla, and we can go ahead and begin the discussion with our panel. All right. So the first question I'll put out here is, how would you define your relationship with your mother? So I'm going to start with you, Michael. How would you describe your relationship from growing up to now? How would I describe my relationship with my mother? Up and down. Okay. Okay. Why you say that? Roller coaster. Up and down the roller coaster. Why you say that? Um. Um. Our relationship been rocky. Like, from me being a little kid, um, growing up in Birmingham, Alabama, Mm -hmm. all the way to Detroit. So it's like, it was a. rocky relationship so So what was it about it being rocky like did you got did she like was she like a bully to you or like what do you like elaborate a little bit um i just felt like she really didn't care for me okay Mm. okay Um, i think it was it had to do something with my father because she didn't really care for my father and um and you took the brunt of so i felt like i took the heat yeah took the heat from that did you look just like your dad um no okay i i think i look like my grandmother okay yeah my grandmother okay so no i don't look like him now how many siblings do you have because you said you were the baby how many are above you um 
on my mom's side, it's mm-hmm. just me and my sister, and I'm the youngest. Okay. On my dad's side, it's um, I think it's two. I have two brothers. Got you. Okay. Okay. So, do you would you say that your older sister from your mom does she have a good relationship with your mother? Um, her relationship is better than mine because I feel like my mom treat her a little better than me. Okay. So I feel like she got a good relationship with her, mm-hmm. a, bit, a better bond. A better bond. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, what about you, Joy? What is how is your relationship with your mom? It's it's good. You know, um, my mom is dope. Love her to pieces. The only up and down. See, once my mom got sick, that's when the dynamic changed. But that's because my role changed. It went from being daughter to now caregiver. And sometimes I feel like she doesn't understand that completely. So when she be like, let's go out and do something, nah, fam, because you've kind of been a stress trigger in my life for the last four years. And not on purpose, necessarily. Mm-hmm. But it's just one of those things where when I do go, like I've tried to explain to her a lot recently, me, quote unquote, going out with you, it's one of those things where I don't get to enjoy myself because I'm constantly watching you. Right. How you feeling? What's your moods like? You know, because you've lost weight, your drinking intake may not be the same. You're on different medications. So now I feel more like the adult versus just kicking it with my mom. Mm -hmm. So now I'll be on some, should you have a drink while you're on the medication? Like, it's one of those things where now I'm just looking and looking and observing and observing. And it's not fun for me anymore. Right. So with that being said, no, I don't want to go out with you. Because going out to get away from you is not because I don't love you. It's just because... You have been a pinnacle in my life of responsibility. Mm-hmm. So when I need to get away from the responsibility to bring the responsibility with you, it's like, well, that was counterproductive. I could just stay my ass at home and just looked at you there versus taking you out. And now I'm watching, I'm looking at atmosphere. And then COVID is a thing. It still exists. Right. Your immune system is compromised. I don't, I, that's a level of stress. Why have stress when you go out? That's the whole point of going out to get away from the stress. So and she doesn't understand that. So and so you still feel stress because even when you go out. So it's like you stress in home, stress outside. Right. And that's why I don't want to bring her anywhere. So that's my biggest thing, but we still do have a good relationship. It's just she has a level of emotional manipulation that is unmatched by any person. I think sometimes that's why I get so defensive when I get into other relationships with friends or with men where it's like, "Aha. I know what that is." So I'm going to do you the exact it opposite. Out. Okay. Yeah. All righty. So I would say, like, my relationship with my mother, it's, I agree, it's up and down. Um, the thing with me is when I was younger, I felt like I can talk to my mom. Me and my mother was the matching pair. Like, we always match. Whatever outfit she had on, I had the outfit to match. We That's what we did. Up until I was 13, I begged her, like, can you please, I want to be an individual. Like, I get it now being a mother. Like, if I did have a daughter, I think it's cute. No, it's not. But I do well, think ahead. it's cute, like, having, st- like, colors if you do that. That's just my intake. That's fair. But I, I think that um, <laughs> when we got, I want to say 16, 15, 16, that's when I felt like our dynamic changed. I felt like because I had a close relationship with my dad, my mom didn't like it because she didn't have that with her dad. Mm, so okay. I felt that she would hate on me and I I would understand, like, didn't get it. Like, she would treat my brothers different from me. Okay. And it would be to the point where she always has something negative to say about me. Like, she did say things positive, 
around certain people. But when it was to me, it was always negative. Gotcha. So I never really liked that. And then now as an adult, she has health issues. And I never know, like, which mother I'm going to get when I talk to her on the phone. Mm-hmm. And, like, when she was in the hospital, like, I was a caregiver as well. Like, okay, I'm sitting here and I'm caring for you, but my brother's are not here. Now, they do their care in a different way. Mm-hmm. My care is kind of how you said, Joy. I'm making sure that you go into your doctor's appointments. I'm making sure that you're taking your medication, stuff like that. And mm-hmm. I think that, too, by me being the only girl that I kind of been thrown into that role, I wasn't given it. I was kind of thrown like, yep, this is what you're going to do. So I didn't really appreciate that. And it's just like sometimes it went to a point where me and my mom just didn't even talk. I ended up branching out to other people. So, like, that's our relationship. Now, um, I was reading something online I had Googled about toxic mothers and about how, like, mothers try to make you, um, like, the ideal version of either them or want to control how you like are. in their life through you? Basically, kind of either living a life through you or they want to pick the career that you're doing. They want to pick the man that you are. They want to pick out your outfits. Some, some people go that deep. And sometimes with the mother or daughter, they want to, you know, impress their mom. They want to look up to their mom. And sometimes they don't realize that can be like a manipulation. And I'm doing all of this, but it's like, okay, you're doing that or you being a bully. And sometimes I feel like mothers can be your first bully. And make you think that. And what do a lot of women tell? Don't, I want you to um, make sure that don't depend on no man and don't do this and don't do that. Like they tell you all these things growing up where sometimes you can bring that into a relationship with a guy. So like it, you know, it goes both ways like for that. Um, Yeah. I mean, I I can, to piggyback off that, I kind of understand and. Because we do have another episode coming up where we're talking about mothers and sons at that point. Because mm-hmm. sometimes I feel like, especially culturally, with black women, and a lot of stuff for us is historical. You know, even going back to slavery, if your husband is being snatched from you and he's getting buck broken and, you know, raped or taken or you can rape me in front of my husband, that the divide between black man and black woman has always kind of been a thing. So then it got to a point of, okay, don't depend on no man. Mm-hmm. So then the way we raise our daughters is be the best, be this, set yourself up financially so you don't have to depend on a man. You don't need no man for this. You don't. But then when it comes to our boys, it's almost like find you a good woman that's going to love you and care for you. Yeah, but you just told the daughter to do the opposite, to do the exact opposite. So, you know, and then sometimes, especially when you became become a young mother, I became a mother at 22. If you chose to have a child, and that's why when I talk to some of these younger women, Having a baby is deeper than, I'm going to have a baby because I'm always going to have somebody that's going to love me forever. That is a hard job for a child to fulfill. Mm-hmm. You having a baby so somebody can fill a void in your heart, that's not good to that child. If anything, it should be like, you know what, I'm having a baby because... Break general I, I met Not even that. I done fucked around and got pregnant, and I am owning the responsibility of coming around having either the condom broke or I was out here being wrong. That's just what it is. That's basically like being irresponsible. So yeah. you would rather for them to not plan it, but basically have it by mistake? You know what? My thing is, I just look at it as if the other alternative, having a smush motion, um, if that's not what you want to do, 
Because I almost rather you at least just be honest with it. Like, you know what? I don't believe in that, but I'm here now versus the ones that get pregnant on purpose to fulfill a void that's missing it. Because yeah, what happens if that. that child can't fulfill that? Because that's not their job, you and know? You're setting them up for failure. To always be working to make you happy, if that makes sense, if I'm not explaining it. Because a child I shouldn't be here to make your life better or make you happier or give you purpose because to put all that pressure on it because that child is going to mess up that child is going to need issues you're going to always have to take care of that child but joy look at it from this point and i'm thinking correct me if monkey where i'm thinking where you're coming from sometimes having a child well you want to give that love to that child because you didn't receive it okay so i'm wondering if that's where you're coming from with that yeah. And I think, too, because I always say that sometimes I think that's why I had sons versus having a daughter. Because even though I don't think that Chris or Caleb can like, fill that void that I have for my mom, but they make me want to be a better mother. Exactly. I, you know, yes. like I, that's why I said generational curse, because I want my I talk to my kids and I let them tell me how they feel. I didn't get that growing up. Mm-hmm. I was told to shut the fuck up. Right. Don't talk. That's why I think where my biggest pet peeve is, if I'm trying to tell you something, I'm being serious and you don't allow me to speak, I don't like that because I had to endure that as a kid. I so that. I that's that. where I, I, I feel that at. So what do you define as a selfish mother? Yeah. Any, anybody can answer this one. A selfish mother is somebody that think about they self, that always put they self first and just keep thinking about this. Don't think nothing about the kid. Mm. Um, my mama is, is that. Okay. She's very selfish. If it don't have anything to do with her, then she really don't want to be a part of it or be around it and don't care about it. Okay. Like, so if it's not uh, something that's happy about her or got to do with her, then she don't really care. Okay. So I, she's the definition of selfish. Okay. Now, with that being said, do you feel like you rather just not ask her to help you do nothing if you ever go through anything because you don't want to hear her mouth or, you know. It's always negative. Mm. I'm a positive person. I try to do the opposite of what I was brought up and how I grew up. Mm-hmm. I do the totally opposite because everything that I felt like I grew up with was always something negative, something wrong, and it just didn't go right. So me growing up, I feel like I try to do the best I can be and do the totally opposite of what I've seen. Gotcha. What about you, Joy? Um, I will say I've, I I am blessed. I am very blessed. My mother, she's a good mother. The again, she has a level of emotional manipulation though that she does not know that she really has. So my mom would be the person where I love you, mom. If you listen to this episode, but I didn't told you to your face. Um, <laughs> you know what? I'm not about to play with you. But I have because I'm I, I'm I'm I'm. I'm blunt. I'm not rude, but I'm candid. I'm blunt, and I'm honest. We have had this conversation before, where my mom be the person, first person to offer you help. What you need? What you want? What That's you my got? Mom. What you okay? But then she's the first person to throw it in your face. So to me, what would be the point of accepting your help if the only reason why you're doing it is so you can say that you helped me? I don't need those kind of people. That's fair. That's why I'm saying it's 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 a two it's a double edged sword because. Mm-hmm. I will say the great things I take from my mom is what I present to my son. The things that I wish she would do better, 
are the things I present to my son because I know how that feels. So I heard what both of you were saying as far as this is what I give because this is what I did not get. Mm-hmm. Now, the one thing my mom did do that I do for myself, she put me in a position. I've had friends where they'll ask me for help or they feel stressed out about asking for help because they know they can't go to their mom. I don't ever want my son to feel that way. And I'm not even talking about just from a financial standpoint, just from an accessibility standpoint, because right. it ain't always that you don't have the money. It's just, are you worth the headache of me asking for anything? Because mm-hmm. people don't understand when you ask for help it is a level of vulnerability and humility that you face yourself. And for somebody to make it a big deal or throw it in your face, or now you got to go through the, well, what you need it for? Well, how much? Well, and then you got to go through the questionnaire shit. Yeah, before you finally get to the that. end answer of yes, it's not worth it. So I don't do that to my son. So my mom taught me financially to always be accessible. So when my son needs something, I can do that. But then she told me on the back end, if the boy is asking for help, it's clearly because he needs it. Now, there's a giant difference, especially if you know your children. There's a giant difference between enabling your child who has a problem versus life happens. You make a mistake. You need some help. Give you a couple of, you know, and it is what it is versus trying to beat them down. Because life is already doing that. So if I've gotten to the point now I have to, especially when it comes to money, mm-hmm. you know, no normal person. I'm talking about normal people, not users or anything like that. Once you get to that point, you really don't want to do it, but you have no other choice. Okay. Let so what up? Let me ask you this just to add, because I was going to do this, but Joy, you already went there deep. Let me just ask you, do you have any children as well? I don't. Okay. Because I was going to ask, I literally was about to ask you mm-hmm. guys to kind of elaborate the same way that she did for that. Yeah, so what I would say as far as, like, a selfish mother, like, I agree that just think us out for self. Now, the one thing I will say that my mom did, like, when I did need her for self, she was there. But it would be times that she would throw it in my face. And at that point, I just like, you know what, I'd rather struggle, I'd rather be on the street before I ask. Like, that was my biggest thing. Um, and to tie into like our next question um, about is there jealousy in your relationship? I think it's jealousy in my relationship because she brings up, like I said, she always brings up my dad. Um, her and my dad are no longer married. I feel that she see my lifestyle and think one way and think, oh, I'm doing better than her, so I think I'm better than her. Mm, and my I biggest agree. thing is you will always want your kids to do better than what you did. Mm-hmm. So, if my son is living in a million dollar house, I'm happy, and I'm moving I'm, in. I'm moving in, so exactly. you know, whatever. But I just feel like you should not want that to be the biggest thing, and why you got to be jealous of me. And like I said, me and my daddy had a very tight relationship. We still do, and it got to a point two years ago that she was in a hospital. Like I said, my mother has an illness, and it sucks because I, she, she didn't ask to get it. So it's kind of like I feel like, dang, I can't really talk to her and open up to her because of the illness because I never know who I'm going to get. And with that being said, she, I remember one instance when I went and bought her, or got her a room, and when the person came and asked was I her daughter, she said, is she? I don't know. She basically saying, no, she's not my daughter. Mm. Or when she was talking to the lady in the hospital, like, yeah, my sons do this. They do this. They have this. And, yeah, Shayla, yeah, she taught me retail. Like, that, I was like, what? Like, That's what you, you sit here and you 
put them up on this high pedestal, but then you tear me down. Mm -hmm. But when you're at your worst, I'm right there to pick you up. Not saying that my brothers are not there. She wants someone to buy her, like get my brothers, yes. like pay for her to get her hair done or her nails done or take her out to eat. I don't always do that. I have done that, but you're not going to use me. I'm not. To do that. And I'm why would you you're not going to do it? I'm not. So what do you think that your mother, Monica, jealousy, what was it? Where was the turning point where you felt that, you know what? She really is jealous of me. What, what age range would you say you were, or if you remember? Um, i say 26. Okay. Around there. Mm-hmm. When I got, when I left her house and got me a car, got my own apartment, and was living, doing mm-hmm. myself, everything myself. Okay. So, it, you know what? It started before that, because I was actually living with her. And we was going to the same job. Oh, wow. And you know how she say, um, you can stay with me and save your money. Mm-hmm. And so you can get your own stuff and all this. So that's what I was doing. Like I wasn't hanging out. I wasn't doing the only time I hung out is on my birthday. So every penny I got, I saved it. Because the car that I wanted, I wanted something that was going to be nice. I don't want a hoopty. I want something Max. that's going to you- yeah, mm-hmm. keep me going. So when I tell you I saved every check, everything, because I was riding with her because I didn't have to do gas and I had to pay no rent or nothing like that. So I was saving everything. And back then it wasn't really, it was a hundred and some dollars a check or right. it was, right. you know, minimal wage was very minimum low. Wage. So, yes, was, minimal wage. Yes. Minimal. Yeah. Making it was terrible. So yeah. Yeah. So I really didn't wasn't really making that much. So I saved a hundred one week. If I made a hundred and sixty dollars, I put that hundred up, kept that sixty for the next week. If it rolled over, I put forty with that mm-hmm. to add up to hundreds. Anything I add up to hundreds to save money, so I can you know get, get out and get, your get own. out on my own. But she, everything I did was wrong. Wow. Why you ain't doing this? I said I thought I can save my money. Well, I need you to pay for this, and I need you. You got a a whole husband, a whole man right here, and my sister stayed there too. So it's not just me. And it's yeah, and you're mm-hmm. not asking her for anything, mm-hmm. and she got other people here living with you. I mean, with her too. Like it's just, it was just, it was a focus on me. It's like she was just basically attacking me, right? You know, and I'm just like. I'm trying to do something with my money. I'm not going out here smoking, drinking, blowing it, and, you know, throwing my money away. I'm trying to actually do something positive with it. So when I bought my car, that was really just was, oh, now you got your own car. And it was a lot of, it was a lot of jealousy. Almost throwing your success in your faces if you did something wrong. Yes. Do do you you and your sister have different dads? We do. Okay. Do you and your sister have a relationship? We do. Okay, good. Um, we night and day, but you know we. Does she does she acknowledge how your mom is too? Mm-hmm. As far as like that, does she see? Has she like stepped in and like gave her two cents about mom? I think this way, or she just kind of y'all talk among each other. We talk with each other okay. because it don't matter what you say to my mom mm-hmm. because she's gonna deny everything. I don't care if she's wrong; she's not gonna admit. Any of so it. your mama don't know how to apologize. She either. don't know how to apologize. She don't know how to admit her wrongs. She don't know how to make it better. 
So, she don't try to wow. make it better. Okay, you know, it's her way, and she like, always justify. She justify everything. Like if, um, Ma, you did this. Oh, you'll be all right. Mm-hmm. That's how. Yeah, it's just it. It was it's my mother nothing. is very negative. Like was um, your mom and her like early, like late fifties, early sixties? Um, yes. I think she's, it's a generation. No, she's thing. six. Yeah, she's sixty. Yep, because my mom is early sixty. I think she'll be sixty. Well, my mom is. Yeah, she definitely in her late. I she wonder if that's a 60. generational thing because my mom does not know how to apologize, and even when she does do something wrong, it's like trying to go. It's like hell the saying. It's, that they go buy you something and say, come on, let's go there. That's their way of their way apologizing. Saying, I'm sorry. Nah, I got pregnant. Mm-hmm. And uh, living in her house, she didn't even know I was pregnant. Mm-hmm. I went to the end almost three months before because I didn't have the money to go get an abortion or trying to figure out mm-hmm. what I wanted to do because I was still felt like I was young and I didn't have, you know, nobody mm-hmm. or nothing. So mm-hmm. she didn't even... She didn't even know that. Wow. And when I broke down and told her, oh, no, you wasn't. How you I seen you every day. Yeah, because they yeah. think they like, know. They it's just, they... yeah. When like, I tell you it was... that is the most insulting and incendiary thing in the world to me, not even just from, like, a parental standpoint. It does mostly come from parents. Mm-hmm. You don't know me. And what you're trying to do is make it seem like the child, yes, I'm still your child, but now I'm an adult. Mm-hmm. I have grown. I have evolved. I have changed. I have different feelings. Mm-hmm. What you think you know about me or just because how you see me act with you does not mean that's how I am all the time. Overall, mm-hmm. it isn't. And maybe the way that I treat you or react to you is because, well, first of all, especially if you're a parent, I can't cuss you out the way I can cuss everybody else out. Mm-hmm. Or I can't be as defensive or as strong in my feeling. You're my parent. So why would you want to tear? So it, it cuts a little deeper than a friend or a stranger would. Mm-hmm. And then they make it seem like that's your overall behavior, and it's not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And see, with me, let me tell you, my mom didn't come to my wedding. That's she right. didn't come to neither one of my baby showers. She I did. literally had to ask my cousin to stand in as my mom because my mother bought her outfit, showed it to me, took a picture, and a week before my wedding, she said, I'm not coming. I said, I begged her. She said, I'm not coming. She has, like, three different stories in her head on why she didn't come. One was because of my dad's sisters when I'm like, that has nothing Nothing to do with it. Another one, she thought I told her not to come, which is not true. And then another one is she didn't want to mess up my date. Well, you kind of did because you're not there. And then when I say I was married for, like, a couple of months and I had dropped her off over to a friend of hers, and she kept telling the friend, oh, yeah, show her the wedding. And I'm looking at her like I'm not showing her no wedding pictures because if they ask me, well, where's your mom at? Because my mom, she liked to dress. Like, she is. She... So your mom was proud of the fact that she got a married daughter, but she didn't participate in nothing. Exactly. So now she's trying to take ownership as exactly. if, look at my success. My mother daughter. is, when when it comes to dressing, she dressed to the teeth, like, buy all this stuff. My, I remember hiding bags in my closet because she didn't want my dad to see it. Like, she can dress. So all of this, not having nothing to wear, she had all that. She literally, I told her, I said, I do not want to show the pictures because if they ask me where you were, I'm going to be truthful. Mm. And you're not going to like my truth. So don't oh, put me in that. 
serious. Yeah. That, don't put me in that situation. No, I don't want to have because to I don't want to have to go back and forth with you. It's been times that she has been doing that in front of my son, where she tell she criticized my motherhood, and that's the thing I don't like. Don't do that. She did not come to my baby showers, but came to my youngest brother mm. and hurt them. And when I had Chris, I wasn't married, but and that was her thing because she's a Joe witness. Well, you know, this is our thing. We don't go if if that's the case. So I, I accepted that, and I kind of already knew it. I still wish she would have came, but I accepted it. But the fact that my brother was not married, he still is not married. By the time I had my second son, I was married. She told me that she was going to have something to do, and I told her a month and a half prior to the baby shower. She said she had plans. I said, what's it? What do you, what's your plans? She was like, I'm not coming, I'm not coming, I'm not coming. She was sitting at my brother's baby shower. I had to go tell the dude that was a DJ there to play music with not a lot of cussing in it because I'm trying to respect her. But let that been me, it would have been like something totally different. Well, so what music is they playing at the baby shower? It's gonna have a lot it, of yeah. It, it was not. It, it was not your typical baby shower. But okay. Never the mind. the the fact of it is, when I saw her there, I was really upset. She asked me to take her to a doctor's appointment, and when I took her to the doctor's appointment, well, I was about to. She said she didn't want to go, but then she wanted to tell me that I was a disrespectful daughter, and I was like, well, what did I do that was disrespectful? She brought up stuff from when Lance and I first started dating when I introduced her, where she met him in autumn. At, in Target? No. <laughs> oh. I knew he was going to say that. <laughs> <Asshole>. <laughs> But I was just like, Mom, do you have something like that happened within the year? Mm-hmm. And it was nothing. But that's like that's so a, from your point of view, you're, you're 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 reaching for straws at this point to stay Try angry to about something. something. Okay. Exactly. She just tried to find anything that she can. Do you think that it, um, mothers, like you said, ma- manipulation, like she manipulates things a lot? And from what I hear, it kind of seemed like everybody. Y'all both go through that, too. And that's, like, because me and Shayla had a conversation prior to this episode where I'm, like, from the outside looking in, that's where me and Kiana's standpoint was coming from. Yes, we do have a close relationship with our mom, and we don't take it for granted because we know there are people that don't. Like, and I love the relationship that I do have with my mom, but that does not mean that I don't have my own isolated set of problems and issues with her. You know what I'm saying? It's not super toxic at all. So I'm not trying to paint that picture. But it's not like Clara Huxtable and Rudy. You know what I'm saying? Like, so it's not perfect. It's not pristine. We have our own things. My mother's mouth is ridiculous. But see, that's why I told you when we were talking about this episode that perception is reality. Correct. Because how I perceive your relationship, pretty much all my girlfriends, Chalanda, Crystal, you, Anna, I felt you all had a good relationship with your mom where y'all can go hang out. Yes, but I good is relative. I mean, we'll subject. But but what I'm saying, outside looking in, we're going to my next question mm-hmm. about what's your ideal uh, relationship with your mother. That's what I want. Not gotcha. saying that you don't have your own set of issues, but for me to have that relationship like that, at least have I the accessibility and can come there. and talk okay. to you. And and if I really need something, you're gonna be a listening ear and not try to put me down. Because right. even when I tried to tell her I wanted to do something job wise, the first thing that came out of her mouth, well, yeah, I don't know about this. You better be this. And it was like, dang, you can't just say, oh yeah, go for it. Like give me right. the motivation to right. do it. 
it's the first thing that come out of your mouth. It's three things that's negative on why I shouldn't do it. It's like you can't do it. And right. Why so, you trying to do that? And, so Monica, what's your ideal um, relationship? And then Joy, I want you to go next. Okay. My ideal relationship. What's your mother? What would My it look mother. like if you can? If you have to pick the ideal relationship with your mom, that I can talk to her. That's mm-hmm. number one. Mm-hmm. Like if I can have a conversation with her, just talking like. You know how you meet your first boyfriend and you just basically y'all talking all night, um, two o'clock in the morning, something like yes. that? Yes. Yeah. I want that type of relationship with her. I can just hold a conversation. I want to go out with her. Well, let's go get our nails done. Let's have a good time. Let's go eat. Like, I can tell you about, you know, all my relationships or anything that's going on with me. I can't I can't do anything with her. So you don't want to have any of your close friends or anything like that? Yeah. or. No. Wow. Uh-uh. Anything I tell her, she's gonna tell someone. You know what? And I can't I can't feel like I can't tell her anything because she talks too, too much. much. And it's just like, why would you tell them that? I could tell her something. She switched up the whole story and said something negative. And I'm just like, Yeah, I'm that's not what even I a negative a person. Too. So why would you tell them that? Like it's just she switches up every single thing. I just mm-hmm. wish that we can actually had that bond, had our relationship. And and all that. So it's like. And, you know, we just had somebody chime in on live. Shout out to Stephanie on my live. She be, And this is very good. And that's why I was glad when I said good is subjective. You know what I'm saying? And she did say, she said, we have to understand healthy does not mean perfect. And that is correct. Mm-hmm. Because you will never have anything perfect. She was like a healthy relationship just means you can work through the issues amicably. And I'm thinking that's what you're saying, where I just want the opportunity to just talk to you. And it that's doesn't what I want as be, well. Yeah. Right. So I feel you, Stephanie. That is, yes. Healthy relationships do not mean perfect. And I think that's the point. Like, even when we had our charcuterie board, that's what we was talking about. Like, even from, yes, I said charcuterie. Um, Because we all were sitting down on Kiana's porch. It took a minute to hit me, like, what? (laughs) Your eyes was like, Somebody went, okay, so I saw it on uh, Instagram. My cousin always sharing ignorant stuff. And so instead of saying charcuterie board, the girl couldn't spell it. So she just said charcuterie board. So I've been calling it that since. Mm -hmm. Because... That was phenomenal. And she literally spelled shark coochie. <laughs> so, Ridiculous. shout out to shark coochie. Um, but she's right. And that's what we were trying to say. Because she was like, no, y'all, I said, but good. I think one of the things that you do have to get to a point to, my mom is going to be who my mom is. Mm-hmm. I either have to accept her for where she is and move forward because I can't change her. You know what I'm saying? Now, that does not mean I have to subject myself to her nonsense. But with any relationship, you should have boundaries that people can't cross. That should be platonic, romantic, parental. Even with my son, you know, as close as we are, we're close because that's what I desire. But I can't change him. You know, I can't. He's a 16-year-old young man who's going to be 17 this year. I can't treat him the same way I did when he was 10 or 7. You know, I don't want to smother him. I don't want to baby him. I want to talk to him like he's a young man because at this point, I should have done the job before he got to adolescent age. Right. So that he could be the young man that I am very proud of. I'm very proud of my son. And I accept everything about him. At this point, it's more so toward not necessarily, there's still discipline that's there. But because I've already done it prior to, it's more of, okay, application. I've already taught you so-and-so. Now, this may be guidance or advice or whatever versus, because see, Old school moms, because my mama has still said to me in my face, she just said to me a couple days ago, you know I'm going to kick your ass. You can't kick nothing, lady. I'm not, that that threatening shit ain't going to work on me. 
Now, when I was a kid, yeah, I snatched your lips off and throw them in the trash. Okay, say that to me now. <laughs> you ain't snatching shit off nothing and throwing nothing nowhere because you, you're not physically able to snatch my lips off and throw them in the trash. She wasn't able to do that either. Yeah, then. but there, when you were a punk pussy-ass kid and you scared of your mom, I remember I know, ducking one day when she raised her hand to scratch her head and I ducked because I thought she was going to hit me and my grandmother was like, oh my God, what are you doing to this child? And she's like, whatever. But some old school moms, and I, that's why I asked about the ages because I think sometimes that's that generational thing where threatening you or being... They only doing what they were taught. Exactly. And see, my mother's, um, my grandmother died from my mother's side when she was 13. So I feel like gotcha. that's where it all went to shambles with her. Because, like, my mom was a young mom, too. She had me when she was 20. Um, now, like I said, it's good times that we've had, but the bad outweighs the good. Mm. And... Even till this day, I, I had to learn to meet her, just accept her for who she is. But it was a hard thing to do because I just want to be able to call and just talk to her. And not being able to do that is one thing that bothered me because I was like, dang, I just wish that you would do that. And it, it took from like talking to some of my aunts and my cousin who was my, um, just to talk to my aunt and my cousin who was my stand-in. Uh, mother, hell, she was the one. She really was like my mom. She helped me with my dress, mm -hmm. um, as far as paying for my dress, my wedding dress. Um, she was there for me. She did my nails for me. So like she did everything that a mother of a bride would do. Yeah. My mom didn't do anything but criticize me. And it's like in the very beginning she was happy about it, and then like she, my mom overstepped her boundaries too, because she would call and ask Lance for money, and I don't like that. If I tell you we don't have it, we don't have it. That don't mean go Second behind me. yeah. my back and call my husband and ask him for it. Like, that's disrespectful. Now, would do you think that Has your happened? mom ever crossed cross boundaries with you that you, like, I set up clear boundaries and she just be like, nah, damn, now I'm going to do what I want to do. She going to do what she want to do. Mm -hmm. Anyways, mm. anytime she feel like it, she feel like she don't respect me. Wow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. it's, it's bittersweet. But at the same time, it's the truth. Yep. It's so who like, is your person that you go to when you need motherly advice? Um, I go to, I latch on to people. Like, I have work moms. Yeah. Nice. Okay. You know, I, that's, I think and, where we, yeah. Yeah, but I have work that. moms that I, you know, go to. Um, like, that's probably about it. I was gonna say, do you have like close, close girlfriends? Okay, yeah. but I don't consider them as a mom. I couldn't. They mom, I probably go with go to they mom, but I really don't have anybody as a mother figure to actually go to. And but I do have work moms that I kind of. Yeah, I yeah. feel like I gravitated I, I just, to them yes. as well. Like somebody that I may say, and if I do that, they give me that motivation. Yeah, I feel it's sad. Do. Like I've I've gone to some of my aunts as well, but. I have that one person that I go to because sometimes you just meet someone to just listen to what you have to say. So, I'm a, so I just want to drop a quick gem on y'all because I'm glad that y'all doing this episode like this. We kind of, I think we talked about it on one of you guys' episodes previously, something similar. Um, but it's just that um, a lot of people in our generation, kind of touching on what you said about the age thing, uh, you're right, a lot of those baby boomers, mm -hmm. it's a, a different thing for them. And just dropping the knowledge that there is a such thing, I don't know if I'm going to, coined the word or whatever is as parents uh, 
fucking toxic or or toxic parenting or whatever Mm -hmm. because you can't pick up those and and have to understand like you said breaking the cycle and changing and not doing the same way for your kids and so forth and so forth the way that things that were taught to you um because i'm a firm believer in that as well especially you know just from the the man's perspective and yes i know i ain't been here all but of course brown's still doing the uh engineering (laughs) and everything you know but um yeah that's a real thing and a lot of people in our generation need to really kind of understand that because um, a lot of people I've seen will have bad relationships with their parents, whether it be majority it's women with their mothers or, you know, men with their fathers. fathers yeah. And um, it can be the other way around. Trust me, I yeah. fully understand that. Um, but it's, you know, it is a real thing and it can be real toxic. And you have to be adult enough to understand, notice the toxicity and notice to be able to say, like you said before, I, I don't want to misquote you, I'm, I'm you know, saying it but like you know i don't want to deal with your shit basically because i know what it's going to be when i deal with your shit and understand that that can be an interruption to your your own lifestyle and it's like like you said i'm your child but i'm not a child and that's the you know right exactly and for dropping that gym no you definitely did and like if there was one thing that you can pick as far as like i think sometimes you have to take the good with the bad so if there was one thing to have a good conversation with your mom? Could it be, could you give her the one positive and the one thing that of all the things that you really need her to change, what would that be? Um, To show love and affection. Mm. I just need her to show it. You only got to say it, which she don't, but just show me something. Like, yeah. want to just be there. Like, if I call you and say I need, you know, I don't ask her for anything. Right. I ask her to be there in certain things, but she don't. Mm. Like, I had COVID, and um, I asked, she's supposed to came down for Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. and I had COVID, like, around my birthday, and I was over it, like, two weeks or almost three weeks before Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. and it was already planned. And she, like... Nah, you had COVID. I'm not coming down there. I'm trying to stay, you know, to myself and right, this right. and that. So I go on Facebook. No. Thanksgiving, she's around the whole family. Mm. No mass party. Because mm. having a party, she's there. Like, and I'm like, you all the way down there. Right. I'm up here by myself. And it's just like, right. I just want you to be there. Cause, no. So your mom is still in Alabama? Mm-hmm. Got you. Is your sister here or in She's Alabama? She's in Alabama, too. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that had so. to be insulting to see that, like, I just want you, you use the one thing that you use as an excuse where it's like, okay, I can understand that. And now I'm on faith. Like, so y'all just partying it up. And that's yeah. what I say yeah. about what the baby shower for me. You didn't come to my first. Now, she did come to the birth of my first child, um, but... You kept saying, y'all not married. You made this big thing. And but you made love. sure that yeah. you went to my brothers. Like, it, treat us all the same. Yeah. Because that stuff like that is mentioned. And, like, when my dad got sick, I remember crying because I was like, if something did happen, you're going to be my living parent, and then and I'm not going to have anybody to go yeah. to. You know, my dad supports me and motivates me and stuff like that. But very much so. Like, I, I really appreciate that you come in and be authentic and seeing how you really feel. I think when we had that discussion the first time we had did our girls' night, mm-hmm. that I felt like me and you were speaking the same language. 
because I asked that question when you had that question game. And that's why I really wanted to you on this show because this is real. Like, yeah. this is really real about how all you want to do is just be loved. Yeah. And I, I love you, and I don't even know you like that. But you have a really positive attitude. You do. You really do. Yeah. And, and you have a very beautiful smile. You have one of those kind of spirits where you smile from the inside out. Yes, it shows. Yeah. And my biggest thing is, you know, I'll, I'll be a friend stiller because I'm stealing you too. So <laughs> I be a whole cartel. Really, we, right. <laughs> you like I told you when we were talking yesterday. Sometimes people come in your life for a reason and for a season. Yeah. And just know that and forever. Forever, ever. Forever, forever. ever. Okay. Yeah. But you know what? You are a wonderful person. And I pray that things get better. Things don't have to be, you know. I When I tell you I appreciate this podcast, and I hope this has been a good experience for you as well as me because it does put into, it puts into context how blessed I am too. And not to try to sound braggadocious, but you know how sometimes you get stuck in your own life, your own mind and woe is me. These are my, and then to hear somebody else's story and testimony, I thank you for being raw enough for sharing because it makes me understand like, okay, things ain't, you know, let's, let's not look for perfection. So do you have any final words before you have to head on out of here, baby girl? Um, no. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It has been a dope experience with her. And I, I love when we do the panel type things or have guests and stuff because it really reaffirms why this is her brainchild. And for her to bring me in just made me feel special. But when we do stuff like this, it just really is like this podcast thing. Is, it's a dope experience because you can touch a lot of people. You can touch on a lot of subjects and you can be as raw and as candid as you want to be. And then now that we do live and stuff. People can chime in. Like I said, I had people that was even like, oh, I feel you. I get like, it's a lot of people that understand. Mm -hmm. And so when you can hear something that's like, I'm not out here by myself Myself, feeling crazy, Mm -hmm. you know, like it's a dope experience. And that's why sometimes I feel like girls can get the cattiness because it starts at home. It does. I feel like sometimes moms are the first bully. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you, you don't know what more to do. All you're trying to do is just be loved and appreciate what... You know, just you want to just appreciate being a daughter, and then you know you want to yeah. make your um your mom feel special. You yeah. want to make sure that you be the best version, and yes. and it's mm-hmm. like it's hard when you have a mother who wants to tear you down. But I want your spirit. Mm-hmm. I want to thank you for sharing your life story and your experiences and everything. I know you got somewhere to be, so we'll do our wrap up. But thank you so much. And whatever other episodes, what we'll do because we'll all exchange information. Please feel free to come back, like, you know, anything, be it talking about being a professional mother or a professional person or whatever episodes. We'll always just let you know. And if you want to chime in, come on through. Come You're in the building. You're always welcome to let us be welcome. women. Y'all, thank you for having me. No, You're thank so you for welcome. coming. Let's give it up for Monica Hale. Yes. And we definitely appreciate your feedback and your story. Y'all gonna you keep can just leave it there. Yep. Okay. My ears ain't dirty. Oh, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> but thank you. Give me some hugs. She got the low yes. laugh on that one, too. That's just funny. <laughs> oh, I got um, your Uno. 
she will take your cards and take your friends. <laughs> you so, know what? I'm so, a friend still. So away. here's what I'm gonna say. I don't know if you want to, you know, what you want to walk her out or whatever. That's cool. But um, just to add to that too, I know, I know you guys are getting ready to start up with the wrap up because yeah, we got about mm, 13 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, just to add to that too, um, I haven't had a chance to really kind of talk with Dub about it or anything else. But I know it's you know, I'm the bear, so it's gonna fly or whatever. But um, since we've been older, not just um, the music and the entertainment stuff and, mm-hmm. you know, the, the sports stuff and the rah-rah that we all do, um, you know, we already do, like, some car- some cross-platform shit already where, you know, you guys are on our shows and we're on you guys' shows and blah, blah, blah. But um, I'm really about to try to elevate it a little more. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, especially with us being, like I said, at the ages, you know, age brackets that we're in. Correct. Um Kiana doing what she does. I'm not going to touch on it too much, but um, I got some ideas that are literally going to be a little more serious, more kind of like this okay. um, for our show. Uh, but I want you guys to be Come. here yes, when we sure. do show to be, more or less get feedback. You guys may have to run to the mic to talk or whatever um, because a, a bunch of things, you know, I'm kind of cross-platform. Kiana will probably like one of them because... It's fitness. Part, yeah, it is. It, it, it is fitness. Um, but it's with a guest that I'm having come in, okay. you know, just to kind of get, you know, um, her input as well, but okay. just on that, um, and just so they can kind of collab, you know what I'm saying? That's more right, or less for they networking can too. Yes, exactly. because that's, one of our episodes, that, I do yeah. want to do networking. I do want to yeah. talk about that too. Yeah, but, but you know what? I think it's dope. I have no problem doing no cross nothing, like because you never know who you can touch. Um, you never know whose experience you may tap into. Exactly. You never know where that that your voice or your feedback or your opinion or your experience, especially when you're being candid, raw, and honest. Exactly. That can really touch somebody and be like, that could be the one thing that they needed to hear where it's like, I was about to either end it all or feel so isolated and feel so alone. But mm-hmm. to understand that other folks not only have experienced what I've gone through, mm-hmm. But they're handling it or dealing with it or they're in a better position. So right. with that being said, definitely, you know, you know, I'm always game with the shits and the real. So right. you, yes. you never know who's who who you can make an impact on. Correct. You know, with your thing. Like I and said, that we, was that we talk, you know, this whole thing started for us, you know, with a whole bunch of jokes and blah, blah, blah. But it's like like Dub even said once before, you know, we're older now. So we got older topics. I, I feel and it's not just a sad thing because I'm a sad Jay's a sad, you know, Jay-Z's a sad, but blah, blah, blah. But I feel like I'm I'm older now, so I can't talk about the dope game, so to speak. You know what I mean? I can't talk about the, the complete bullshit and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I can talk about it some, right. but I can't just be, you know, like that. I'm. I'm over 40. I got two kids. You know, I, I, was I can't once really, you hear a certain you know lifestyle so and age. You have, yeah, you can't keep talking about the yeah, same stuff yeah, you were talking my about at 20. My life is different than it was, you know, even when we started this show. Mm-hmm. And, and the world has changed. Point, so, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. This is coming from somebody that's laid off, knowing what the Michigan max is for unemployment. I'm like, really? Really? But see, here's so my thing, too. just living off unemployment where they didn't even have to go to work and they was making more money on unemployment. But now a person that's got the degree yeah. did the hard work, you know, so it's, yeah. Life has changed. So, yeah, I will say this. Like, you know, this was the whole reason why this was my baby, this episode, for sure. Mm -hmm. Because this is something that I live with. I have to go through. Um, I did see my mother most recently, and she was very loving and everything. She wanted to go out to eat and do all that. I'm leery of it because I don't know what, and then I don't want it to be thrown in my face. And that's something that even still I have to keep. Going back so and you forth. always feel like, I, well, let me. I'll ask I'm it. always yeah. on it. On it. Okay, that's what I was about to ask because, especially if that's not what you're accustomed to, it's like, do you look at them and was like, what do you need? 
No, I mean, it's not. I'm thankful that her stuff is out of my house because it's been in there for almost a year, literally. Next month will be a full year. Um, I actually can see my basement now. Good. Um, But I would, even though we don't have the best relationship, I would have did it all over again because I still love her. I don't like her ways, but I love my mother. And I, like I said, we have had good times. We have had bad times. You know, we, she... I have the best version of both my parents. The personableness and like that person who likes to talk or my mom. Uh The silliness is my dad. Like I have literally both my parents in me. Um, So like for like the bullying part, like I feel that my, because my mother lost her mother at a young age, she don't know what she doesn't know. And then on top of that too, I feel like she had to deal with a lot of stuff. Gotcha. Within her, because it's yeah. a lot of things that she did go through. So I always give her credit because for her to raise three kids with an illness, you know, even though my father was there, but she was dope for that. Yeah. So I at least want to go off saying something positive about it. But at the same time, I, I agree that I want a healthy relationship. Yeah. Ideally, if I could, I would love to have a, a ideally healthy relationship with my mother where yeah. we can talk. Yeah. You know. And as much shit as I talk about my mother, shout out to Nana. I love her with everything I got. Mm-hmm. And she is phenomenal. She is a four-time cancer survivor. Okay, let's do you another know. clap for that one. Um, that stubbornness of hers worked to her benefit, but her faith is something where when I tell you my relationship with God got close because of things I've experienced, but also just watching her. And even when she first got diagnosed back in 2018, it literally was just me and her. You know, now granted, my family did step up when it came back, and I have a phenomenal family mm-hmm. on both sides, my mom's side and my dad's side. You was just around. If you if you didn't know my parents were divorced, you would think everybody was still together. And like my daddy's yes. side of the family and my mama's side of the family, I would have never known that. They still, still hang like yeah. it's like it ain't happening. Yeah. The one thing I will say too, um, before we wrap this up, is that like I've I've gone to Nana and talked to her. I've gone to everybody's mom and had a personal conversation with mm-hmm. them. On something, so I'm grateful that I have the ability to talk to my yeah. friend's mother. Yeah. You know, my mom is loving. And, yeah, so I really will say that. You know, um, what I would like I said to conclude with this, I would love to just ask all mothers on the phone um, that's listening um, in the world, whatever that is in that fifty to sixty bracket. Yeah. Listen to your child. Yeah, listen. That's it. And it's we not a judgment. To, it's nothing. It's judging. Not a judgment. But listen to what they, let's change how we look at it. Because I will say our age range, we're trying to break those cycles. Yes, we are. We want to, we are the ones that's talking to our kids to get their input. Because we emotional health matters to us. Yes, because we don't, mental health is a thing. It is. And we want to make sure that we listen to what they have to say. Even if it's something that they say that it might hurt your feelings, you have to listen to it. Hey, save that, because, see, you you dipped in it. I was trying not to go Okay, but that's where I'm going to go there. That's that's, that's something that, you know... But that's what I wanted to end with. things I wanted to get into that I said we was going, you know... I know, but that's where I want to end it at. I just want... Because we can end a lot of these early suicides, these school shootings, all of that stuff. Yes. And just because somebody did not have the best experience with you, or just because you did something that may have upset me or made me mad or whatever, people need to get out of the realm of thinking I'm attacking your character and trying to make it seem like you're a bad person or a bad parent. You're a great parent, 
but anybody that has become one, you know there is no handbook. So yes, you will really do something not. wrong. So when your child does tell you my experience with you, apologize to your child yes. when you're wrong. When That's you're the wrong, biggest thing. Stop yes. trying Stop blaming to the child. Them. Oh, here, let's go get some. Or McDonald's. making it seem apologize. like it's not a big deal. Oh, you just being sensitive. You right? Yeah. Excuse so me for then, having feelings. Exactly. So now what you've done was raise somebody that doesn't know how to identify wrong behavior and correct it. So now the person that's going to date they ass got to deal with the bullshit that you said to them because you didn't know how to own your shit. And on that note, we're going to go ahead and end it here. Uh, we miss you, Key. We, uh, we miss see you. you next time. You know, follow us again on Let Us Be Women IG. Also on all our um, podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Yep. All right. If you have you. any topics that you want to talk about, just email us at letusbewomen at gmail.com. If you have any feedback about any previous episodes, today's episodes, we do follow, we do read, we do respond because we enjoy knowing what we did good and what we could do better or you want to know what did you want to talk about because it could be a topic that never came up amongst us but now it's like okay this is a thing let's have a discussion piece about it so don't hesitate to reach out to us on let us be women on ig or let us be women at gmail.com and i want to send one special shout out to our brother uh, our did our, uh, on, engineer brown bear thank you again and you got guys, a real round of applause. Right. Y'all have a good night. Y'all have a great afternoon. Be right, blessed. Look, and I'm over here trying to break stuff down. I had to plug the mic back in real quick. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Good night. Be safe. Anytime. Be good. We love you. Follow us. And make us go viral. Bow.